and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast, That's The Way The Cookie Crumbles. Or should we say, Guten Tag, Stan. Guten Tag, yeah. Yeah, Jim's the odd one out now. The only person without a German manager in the room. Imagine. How does it feel to be in this club with us in Liverpool? Uh, very good, yeah, danke. That's so racist. So racist. Oh, it's German. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. I did a, did a few classes at college, so oh. pretty good at it, yeah, yeah. Do you know any like, yeah. buzzwords or? Uh, Heil. Moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so United have appointed interim coach Ralph Ranić t- till the end of the season, Stan. But <laughs> if I'm right to be believed, he's getting a two-year consultancy job at the end of it. Yeah. So obviously six months till the end of the season as an interim manager role. You're right, and then. Two years as a, a well, a, a consultant, which I think will essentially meet. They've not actually come out and said what that means, but I'm assuming it'll be some sort of external director of it's football Fergie. or something like that. No, Fergie's on the board. Um, so I'd imagine that Rangnick will work closely together with uh, John Murta, our uh, football director, and Darren Fletcher, our technical director. It'll be those three that that kind of. Well, decide where we're going with it, make the plans. We've already said Rand Nick will be involved in deciding which contracts get renewed and, and who the next manager is that um, that succeeds him. So, yeah. Decent. Jim, do you think it was a sensible decision by United not just appointing anyone just in this time or do you reckon they should have maybe stuck with Carrick to the end of the season? Uh, no, I think the guy that they've got in the end will probably prove to be a sensible one because there was an initial list going around of people that are free agents and... Ragnick was definitely the um, the top contender there, even despite his his absences in managing. He's not managed for a while, and he's, he's a bit sporadic, and he takes a few years off here and there. But some of the names in the list was like Rudy Garcia and and whatnot, and Steve Bruce was even getting seriously mentioned. So um, I, I don't think there's any point in staying with Carrick either, because you might as well have just kept Solskjaer. Um, it's the same coaches just getting rid of Solskjaer. So yeah, um, definitely the right stopgap I think for United and probably opens the doors to more German managers at the end because obviously he is a big influence for the young German managers and they're doing very well lately. Yeah, and you mentioned opening the door, Jim, but Stan, Jorginho firmly opened the door for Man United this weekend, absolutely gifting years ago, which is very unlike him. So I've seen Twitter meltdown about this, but for me, it's he, he, the amount of times I've seen him do that where he nails the touch and then just pops it back up to the keeper. I'm yeah. not that arsed about that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a... Very press-resistant player, so like you say, nine times out of ten, he brings that down and makes a simple pass like we uh, we know him very well for doing, but um, Sancho and Rashford were on to it, which we haven't seen United do this season. They, they, kind of, they pressed together and it was a decent opportunity because, like you say, and as we saw, you don't know where those touches are always going to go and, and luckily it fell to, to Sancho and then he was never really going to miss whether he squared it to Rashford or he did what he did and, and just tucked it, tucked it away himself after a little shimmy of the body. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it was a weird game. Chelsea obviously had more possession and they had they had a lot more shots, but I don't really remember Chelsea having that many chances. I remember Hudson Odoi had one and uh, Werner had one that Wambasaka blocked and Rudiger had one at the end as well. But like you say, Sancho had that chance and Fred arguably had the second best chance of the game where Mendy passed it to him and he decided to very kindly. I mean, caught. I'd appreciate it that he just chipped it back. Into yeah. Mendy's arms. One two, uh, he said. In, in a three, well, one two, if, Fred. To be fair, if you shout, if you shout either one two or keeper's gift, then you yeah. know they're the rules, aren't they? So fair oh, play fair. to Fred. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
if you can hear stuff in, uh, in the background, it is a little secret project that we're doing that might involve uh, a football team and uh, quite a large stadium in the northwest of England. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep that under wraps. We might let you know in the new year if um, if, if it goes ahead. We don't know, do we? Yeah. So, but, but no, going back to United, like I say, it wasn't a game where there was many chances. United, it was a, you know, a manager that was in his second game ever in his career. We've had poor results against Liverpool and City recently. Um, so it, it, it's one of those games where, with with the form and the situation, United away from home at top of the table, you definitely take the draw and and you get out of there. So, um, I mean, I'll let you talk about the penalty uh, first of all. Obviously, I've spoke about United's goal. What did you think about about Chelsea's? <coughs> I thought Stonewall pen. I thought you're an idiot for doing that. Mm. I thought it was a lazy leg, and he's supposed to be like a guy who's his main thing is defending, but. Of late, he's, he's had some critics. And it was a stonewall penalty. Thiago Silva makes the most of it, obviously, but we, you don't get them. Unless you go down, you don't get them. And like we spoke about earlier, Jorginho, he redeemed himself. It was a cool penalty, especially after missing quite a decisive one for Italy, meaning that they didn't qualify automatically for the World Cup in Qatar. So it was definitely a, a redemption story for him. But in my opinion, we did more than enough to win the game. We created more than enough chances. Adoy should have scored. Rudiger should have scored. Rudiger hit the bar. Mm. Werner missed a couple of good chances. And Chelsea, it looked like, in terms of us not being able to finish, that the injuries did catch up with us. But in my opinion, that's not really a valid excuse. I think we did more than enough to win the game. And we had more than enough, even half chances, because the Rudiger one, it's not exactly who you want it to fall to. But even... Him and uh, Hudson Odoi put on Instagram that they both should have scored, which I like. They took responsibility saying that they both should have scored. But in my opinion, United rolled the luck at times. We were really well, but they were a lot more organised than they usually did. But if you look at the stats, Chelsea should have definitely put them to the sword, Jim. I don't know what you think as a neutral. Um, I thought it's been awful. Okay, <laughs> football. When it's Chelsea versus United, some other quality. Um, I agree. I think if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be very disappointed. Because um, they kind of let United grow into the game. Um, they went for a new system where they put three midfielders in there with uh, Matic, Johnny, McTominay and Fred. And they pressed really well. I thought Fred had a really good game, actually. Um, he did, yeah. But Chelsea kind of strolled in first game like they have done many a time this season. and I don't actually think they did enough to win the game. I think it was the better side, but... I think when you see United in that first half and it was Carrick's first managerial game in the Prem they couldn't put five passes together in the first half at all they couldn't even get out of their own box Bruno, Bruno was gifting you chances and stuff he was dropping so deep to go and get the ball um, but then going in at half time no, no, because Chelsea couldn't capitalise he kind of gave United a way into the game and then Georgina made a massive mistake which you've, which you've talked through and it was something fresh from United it definitely wasn't good but I think Chelsea should have put that game away, and I think I think they, they were very disappointed they didn't win. Yeah, they, they could have won pretty comfortably because that was a United team that that should be take, be taken care yeah. of at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> I think well United dropped Ronaldo, which obviously we haven't mentioned, but that was that was a big call, like you say, with Bruno going in as a false nine with Sancho and Rashford dovetailing, and that's obviously how we got our goal. I mean, it, it was a little bit of a damage limitation at points. Um, it's like I say, following previous results and uh, obviously the change of manager and it being Carrick's first game away at top of the table uh, you, you're taking a draw in that situation um, and like I, I said it I said it after the game I said after Solskjaer got sacked after losing 4-1 at Watford 
if you'd have offered me beating Villarreal and going through top of your Champions League group and, and taking a draw at Chelsea before Rangnick comes in, then you're taking it every day of the week. So it was one of it was just a game that, especially after the five nil to Liverpool and two nil to City, not only the results were bad, but the performances and how the game went was shocking. That it was a game we just we just couldn't lose. It didn't matter if we sat eleven behind the ball and and whatever. But I, I do agree with Jim that I think Chelsea were definitely the better team. They are the better team. They were at home. They're in a better situation. Both teams suffering with with injuries to key players. Obviously, United only had one of the first one of the first choice back four out uh, in Wamasaka, and he's a player that a lot of United fans feel needs upgrading. Um, but I don't think Chelsea did enough in terms of quality chances to win the game. Like they had a lot of shots, but I, I, like I say, I can only really think of three proper chances where um, you know they, they could have scored. Whereas United, I can think of two with the Fred and, and the Sancho one where we did. So see, I think the Fred one's a bit. That is a chance, so if you keep it, a pass it, it to you and you get three on two, it 20 is, yards out. Fred ain't going to score from there, let's be real. Fred ain't going to no, score No, but it's, it's, it's a chance. If it's Bruno, if it's Bruno, yeah. maybe. Well, maybe, maybe but you mentioned but, Rudiger in the bar. And, uh, yeah, but I'd love I, to see the XG on both of them, though. Like, well, for example. The, the, yeah, the, the XG Chelsea would have had more because they had No, so I meant many, on them two shots, so like on the Fred shots. one and like the would have They would have been similar, but in terms, United had everybody behind the ball with Rudiger. When Mendy gave it to Fred, yeah. it was three on two. It was yeah, Shalabar yeah. and Thiago Put it Silva. This way, if it's Ronaldo and not Fred, well, anybody. It's if, probably if, it's, a if it goes story. to Rashford, Lingard, it's anybody. A so, story, um, but yeah, I thought the penalty was a bit soft, but I can't, um, I can't really argue. I think it's one of those penalties that we've said, I've said loads of times this season. If he doesn't give that, yeah. they're not going back and saying it's a penalty. Yeah. But because he's given it, they're not overruling it it's because it's not a clear and obvious error. Because you can yeah. see he's kicked it through him. But also, had he not give it, they're not going. No, that's well too much contact. We need to give that. They're going yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? So it's another one of those flimsy ones where they're not going to overrule it because it's not enough of an obvious error either way to not give it or to give it. But but on the balance of play, Chelsea definitely deserved the point. United, you know, it depends if if you if you look at it from a game plan perspective, you could argue United did because it worked. We sat like like Jim said, we sat, we grew into the game, we scored when we were arguably coming into the game a little bit and then you know, we tried to ride our luck and we kind of did so you're taking the 1-1 I understand why Chelsea fans would be disappointed at home and having 24 shots against the United, United side that's won one of its last like 5-6 yeah. league games but um, I'd say over the 90 minutes United's game plan ju- just worked over Chelsea's I don't think Chelsea were clinical enough and didn't create enough clear cut chances against a team that's struggling with buying Lindelof in defence you so. see I, th- I thought we created enough but we weren't clinical enough like I said Rudiger should have scored at the end 100% he could have took a touch Yeah, he could yeah. have took a touch Doyle should have scored yeah. that's a, a chance you have to score and then we, we score the penny anyway but it's it's clinicalness that's what it oh. is that's all it is that's, that's probably a weakness of the Chelsea squad if, oh, if, if there is one it's the fact that all the top goal scorers are defenders and Lukaku's been out for a while now and obviously he's the best finisher in the club but when he hasn't been the no one in that front line has stepped up. Um, if anything, Reese James is stepping with Ben Chilwell. He's stepping up, um, and that that that, that kind of hurt on the week. And I think if Lukaku plays ninety, I think it's a comfortable win. Yeah. To be, to be fair, Werner's been injured. To be fair. Yeah, but even when even when he comes in, he he's not good. He, no, but I mean like he's, he's missed the last five. Lukaku's missed the last eight. He's missed the last five. And we've had to play Havertz up front because we only have two strikers. Yeah, but there's, there's that's what I mean. There's a lot of quality there that they should they should be getting more goals for me. Yeah, um, they pro- the striker should hundred percent. But I think that's just that's the thing that'll happen. Obviously, we we've we've had to just put people here and there, but it's no excuse. Our our 
when our front men play, they need to score because Werner should have scored in my opinion. There was a chance where he took it, yeah, uh, like up. it was coming across his body and he hit it with his right foot, and I was just thinking, just swing with your left. If you swing at that with your left foot, it's a well better shot than your right foot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? I think there was a, there was a lot lot of chances higher up the pitch for Chelsea. A lot of you know uh, could bite us on the pos- possession, season, possession in United's half, but I think. United will take that, you, you know, 100%. United have had big games in the past under Solskjaer where we've played that way and won the game and, you know, it's looked like a bit of a masterclass, but, um, you know, you take that and, like I say, going back to Randnick, like we said at the beginning, um, we move on with him. I don't know whether he'll be in the dugout on Thursday because there's all the COVID and, and visa crap that has to be sorted, but he'll definitely be in for, for Palace on Sunday and after, um, after we play Arsenal on Thursday, United don't have a... A fixture against the top six side until March, so um, there's a good few months there of games where if United are going to get ch- uh, top four at the end of the season, I'd argue that they need to be in in the top four by by the time they play. I think it's City we play on the fifth of March, so between well, well, the start of December and the start of March, we we have a lot of games against you know well the bottom twelve thirteen teams, so. Uh, we we really need to make that count, and that'll be match week twenty seven, twenty eight. By the time that's that's happened, so uh, it'd be interesting to see how quickly he can implement his style because we know it's um, slightly different to to Ollie's. Well, quite a lot different in ter- in terms of pressing anyway. But um, I think think he has the right players to 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 implement it anyway in terms of the technically gifted forward line that we've got, and hopefully he can just solidify solidify the defence and, and you know we'll move on from there but it'll be exciting either way the European Bielsa of the, as they've called him with his disciples two best managers in the world one of them's a Bielsa disciple and one of them's a Rangnick disciple and uh, we've got all four in the Premier League so I'm, I'm being told that it'll be exciting no matter what so uh, I look forward to that Hello guys and welcome back to Who Am I? It's been a while since I've hosted such a prestigious game. I'd say maybe the most prestigious players' clubs games up there as well. Definitely um, fan favourite. It's just what the fans decide. It's like Messi and Ronaldo. Just appreciate both, I'd say. Imo. Um, so, Stan, are you ready? Yes. Cook, are you ready? Born ready. Jesus, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, the first player and the first clue for five points is I have won three league titles and was the top scorer in two seasons over three European nations in my career. So I've got two top scorer awards and three league titles. In three different countries. In three countries. different countries, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, David Trezeguet. It's not David Trezeguet. Sticking with David. David Villa. It's not David Villa. Clue number two for four points, guys. I am in the top ten European international goal scorers of all time. I'm good. You are. I'm good. You are a player. Top ten European. So, uh, Champions League or just no, European no, players? International. Oh, okay. Top ten European international goals of all time. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go, Jim, for. Rude Van Nistelrooy. Rude Van Nistelrooy. It's not Rude Van Nistelrooy. That's a good shout, that, you know. Um, Henrik Larsson. Oh, that's a good shout as well. It's not Henrik Larsson. Uh, what a blast from the past. What a player. Rude and Henrik. What a player. Oh, um, United this, left at similar times. This is a great start. 
honestly. They make me rock hard. <laughs> um, and I think maybe if, if you can remember back, you might get this one. Um, so, I have scored on three occasions at Old Trafford for three different clubs in three different competitions over three different decades. Wow. That is such a good start. Three competitions. Three decades. Three clubs. Three clubs. On three occasions? He's won three league titles for three different teams. There's a lot of threes going uh, on there. Yeah. Um, it's the magic number. He's <laughs> actually won three different titles. Doesn't mean he's won it three different teams. Oh, okay. Well, the three different titles and the two top goal scorers were over three nations. Oh, okay. You see what I mean? Okay, I get you. You could win all three yeah, in yeah, one yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, And then two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I get you. Um, could be a red herring. I tested these out early on, on Friends. And this is... Um, it's difficult, isn't it? This is difficult. I thought you um, might have remembered that start going around when it, when it happened, but three, I'm, glad, three, I'm glad, three, glad you one. haven't. It's a great one. Also, it's quite recently that he's got his, his last goal then. Um, yeah, fairly, fairly. I remember it. You remember it? Yeah, I've Traf- not got a great memory either, so. At Old Trafford. An old player. I'm going to have to have a guess at Go on. And he's European. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Adolf Stabcock. Uh, what can go wrong? I'm going to go Thierry Henry. It's a no. white girl option, but I'm going to go with Tyree Henry. It's not Tyree Henry, but the three titles and two top scorers, it sounds good to me. And I was thinking top ten of all time international yeah, yeah. goal scorers. No, I think it's a good guess. Because Oli Giroud's only four behind him. Olivier! For four. Um, I'm trying to think. Three different competitions. Fucking hell, I can't think of anyone. Um will pass. I think, that, I think the next one you will get. Yeah, it. yeah, pass. I think maybe actually I think we're going to change number four to number five because I think it's too easy. Okay. okay. So number f- four now, recent did this one in play, is only Ronaldo, the great Ronaldo, in '97 got off to a better goal-scoring start for Inter Milan than I have this season for them. Slatan. Oh, no, for Inter. For Inter. I'll read that well. again. I'll Only Ronaldo oh. in '97. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie Jekyll. Oh, for Roma. And number four, which I changed, was he was born in Sarajevo. Fuck, oh, that made you too. Yeah, old. that would be. I just, Sarajevo. Inter- I just put that yeah, in yeah. for the K's. Yeah. There you go. Respect. Viva. There you go. Stan gets two points there. But there's plenty more points up for grabs, Cook. So we got another one. I'm point yeah, hungry today. I'm a point whore. And I'm being starved by Stan. I'm a, I'm a point whore. You know, there's some great facts in this I'm one. wearing my point chastity belt today because I don't want any. There's some great facts in this one, Cook. I can't wait. Honestly, I think. There's something might happen in your pants. I'll I'm just ex- say that. I'm excited. <laughs> so, clue number one is I have won trophies in the United Arab Emirates, Holland, and Turkey. Wesley Schneider. It's not, but when I was playing this game earlier, someone guessed Wesley Schneider. I think he's, he's in Dubai. In, he's I think he's in Dubai. In Saudi, that oh, Qatar, the Qatar, Qatar. He's played in Holland for Ajax. He's in Qatar, he's isn't he? What was the other thing? I forgot. But Turkey. Turkey. Galatasaray. Galia with the, do- the drug. Poland, Turkey, and UAE. the UAE. Um, is that it? Titles in each, did you say? Trophies. Trophies. Might okay. be a cup. Could be a Might be a, a cup. Might be a title. Might be a title. 
Uh, Might be a community issue. Ryan Barbel. Oh fuck, that's a good guess. That it's not just a good guess, cook. Oh, don't. He's bang on. No, no, <laughs> He's bang on. no, <laughs> no way. You scrub. Who did he play for? You don't give me Used to a defo shaggy. <laughs> yeah, I thought you knew. I thought you knew that anyway. I mean, come on, we are those. We are. Oh, fuck. oh shit. Uh, I wrote I, that question. I think he played for Alain. Oh, yeah, I know him. He lives down the road. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like, yeah, I like, yeah, I like, I like Connie yeah. Club on High Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am going to read these out because otherwise I've just wasted my cheap day. Pints, cheap pints, cheap pints. Yeah, I like Ian Connie Club. So, second clue was that's five points for Stan. I know. How many wow. did you get total? Six or seven? Seven. Seven. That's big. Seven heaven, that. And I've got a big seven. dirty O. I took an L hard this week. <laughs> um, so his first Dutch goal was in 2005, and his last one is in 2019. He is the longest serving Dutch player since 1965. Well, there you go. Um, it was the first Premier League player fined for a tweet when he put a tweet up of Howard Webb in the United Kit. He recently released his autobiography via a rap album where he dissed Ibrahim Atalai. I don't think I'd have got any of them, so I got lucky there. Um, I thought he'd have put about his Herbie and died pink or something, or when he died it red. And the last one I put, I joined Fulham in January 2019. Yeah, I couldn't help him. Avoid relegation. relegation, They got my guesses might have been Andre Schurler. If it was, if I hadn't got that, yeah, so bubble. A few older players, a few dossers. Hello and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little segment of Who Am I There presented by Jim. I hated it. You did hate it. I loved it. I, I was in seventh it. heaven, as you already said. But we're going to go straight down to the Amex. And we're going to talk about Brighton, who've had a very good start to the season. Um, however, they played Leeds on the weekend and they drew 0 0 on the half five kickoff. And they were actually booed off at full time. Uh, which is very strange considering, you know, like I say, the start of the season they had and the fact they finished 16th last season. Um, and it really bemused Graham Potter. He actually started shaking his head and, and looking at the crowd, shaking his head. And he made a few comments afterwards saying that he disagrees with it. That the Basically, you know, paraphrasing, but he said, they're well within the rights to boo, but I personally disagree with it. I don't think we could have done much more, you know, in terms of winning the game. So, I mean, what do you think about it, Cook? Do you think they've got the right to boo? Do you think... The, the... <sighs> because I understand they're probably looking at Leeds and thinking... The sixteenth, seventeenth. We've had a really good start to the season. We're at home. Um, I mean, do you think? Do you think they have a leg to stand on, or do you think they should just be enjoying the fact that they have had such a good start to the season and they've got such a good manager in Graham Potter that I'm, I'm sure actually won't be there much longer? I think the Seagull fans need to maybe clip the wings a little bit. And oh, hell! See, see where you're at. Realistically, you only got promoted two years ago. Chill the fuck out. Are you saying they should? chickadee check themselves before they chickadee wreck themselves that's exactly what I'm yeah, saying and, wow. and you can quote me on that but <laughs> put no, that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> stick that on my tombstone <laughs> but no they need to be realistic with where you're at let's be real you're Brighton and Hove Albion it reminds me of a similar situation to where when Leicester won the league and then I went Leicester away the season after and Chelsea battered him and they got booed off and they sat around the area yeah, so what do you expect I get that yeah. reminds me of that and I'm with Graham Potter, 100%. We've played, is it 12, 11 games? We've played, we've played yeah, th- sorry, yeah. 13 third, games. Third of the way into we've the season. We've played 13 games and you sit ninth in the table. If you'd have won, you would have gone yeah. You would have gone seventh on 20 points, which is still really good. But Jesus, the po- yeah, if you'd have offered them that. But let's be real, 
where do you think you're at? You're not going to get in the Champions League, and you'll yeah. be lucky if you get Europe. Yeah. So what what is the expectation? Well, that's, from a, Brighton that's it. The, the expectation after <laughs> so, finishing sixteenth is trying to finish higher than sixteenth, surely. And ultimately, yeah, what it ultimately means, yeah. avoiding relegation. I don't think they can be angry that they've not beaten Leeds, who had a good season last season as well, because they're still a hard team to beat. But I mean, just looking at the XG, which I know isn't the be all and end all, but the fact that they were so annoyed that you know they didn't win this game, you'd think that they were far and away. But Brighton were just under two goals on the XG, and Leeds were just under one. So. 2-1 is, is probably the realistic it's not like they battered him it's not like they were. it should have been 3-0 or something like that so yeah. maybe you know I, I respect it they, they want to aim higher that they're enjoying what they're seeing and, and, and you know they must back Graham Potter highly that they're in a weird way booing him off because they expect to be winning these games but I mean I don't know, don't know I mean going on the flip side of it Jim do you think they've got I mean, trying to play devil's advocate I saw a few of them kicking off today saying oh Having a go at us for booing our managers, sorry, um, because we got beat by Walsall once, we can't want to beat Leeds who sit 17th. Do you understand where they're coming from, where just because they were poor a few years ago that they can't aim higher, or do you think do you agree with Cook that ultimately they just need to be staying in the division? Uh, no, I agree with Cook. Um, I kind of get where that's coming from, but Brighton aren't at that point yet. No. I, I think that would be like saying if um, City, for example, were to boo their team uh, and then just to... And then people would go to, oh yeah, but a few years ago you was fighting relegation and whatnot, and but City are like an elite team now, and and Brian just having a good season, if anything. Good um, start, a good thirteen games. Well, yeah, good games. start. Like it's not even. I don't know. I, I think from what I'm hearing from the reports, I didn't really, I didn't watch the game. I mean, they even played well as well. Like they just didn't take the chances, which yeah. is what they do all the time. Right like, the post. Well, that's exactly why Potter Pot- yeah. said I disagree. I get, we, we, I, we, we I get if um, you played awful. Like, and you've just not done anything, and you don't even tried. I get, I get booing it, and but no, it. I was quite baffled when I read it, and yeah, yeah. there's not much more to say than I agree with Cook. What's Cook, yeah. what Cook said, and what's what Potter said too. Well, yeah, I, th- I think despite the XG, they had a lot of territory high up the pitch, and and they probably should. Well, he should have won the game uh, ultimately, and but yeah, like I say, Potter's come out and said he disagrees. He's normally Mister Nice Guy, so for him to shake his head at the crowd like that and and come out publicly and say that. He disagrees with their own fans because, you know, they couldn't have done much more apart from one of those goes in and then they're absolutely buzzing, aren't they? So, it, like they say, it's a game of inches, but I just think Brighton fans need to need to be careful what you wish for because you don't want to upset somebody, like I've already said, like Graham Potter, who, who come the summer will easily, will have a lot of suitors coming in for him, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, ju- just stick with him. Like, it's only been 12, 13 games, so yeah. just enjoy it. You, you're probably not going to go down or... You know, just enjoy it. You might you might end up getting a decent cup run or something, and you're not gonna win every game. You're gonna draw nil nil with teams like Leeds because you're not an elite side yet. So just chill out. Just chill out, the Brighton Boo Boys. Enjoy yourself, the goals. Go and pick up some chips from a playground near you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just 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 enjoy yourself. You got some lovely players there. Cucurella on that left mid. I, I draw every week if I get to if I got to see his luscious locks running down the left hand side at the Amex. So a great seaside. Just, as um, well. A lovely seaside. I've never been, but uh, a lot of YouTubers live there, so it must be yeah. a good area, guys. Yeah, but it's quite depressing in the winter, though. Do you think? Hundred percent. Why? Because isn't all seasides very depressing in the winter? Because nobody's there. Well, no one's there. Ghost town. It's quite a choppy, rough tide. There's more stones than sand. Do you think that's quite fitting in terms of what they're going through at the moment? Do you think it's quite a choppy tide? Do you think it's perhaps a bit of pathetic fallacy where 
the mood of the weather is reflecting on the mood of the people, Cut. Do you think it's quite a choppy tide at the moment? Perhaps with some pebbles under Graham Potter's feet? <laughs> yes, I don't even know where to go. <laughs> but no, they've, they've not won in the last eight, eight league games, but they sit ninth at the moment. Just and, be grateful yeah. that you're ninth, and that's all we really have to say on Brighton. Yes, and they're also Brighton, so stay in your ninth. fucking lane. If you finish goals. ninth now, would you be happy? Yes, so chill yeah. the fuck out. Okay, ladies and gents, it is that time of the episode where I tell you how to win some money. We were let down by Brighton, ironically, for our bet of the week. Mm. So, Ooh, so yeah. if anything, Actually, we yeah. should boo. No, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, fucking booing, bastards. Yeah, maybe they was all booing because that the bet of the week. Did they have it on? And, Graham, it and on. Graham Potter didn't know. And he was massive, like, I don't understand. They are massive. Yeah, they are massive listeners down there. We checked our uh, our figures, don't we? Our we analytics. We've yeah. got a huge audience in Brighton. We actually have. Just half it at least. <laughs> we have fuck off, Stan. <laughs> but I've got not one but two better of the weeks this week. That's right. So there's a little bit of midweek prem action. So the first bet of the week is for Wednesday of this week, followed by Saturday. So we're gonna start off with Wednesday. We're gonna go for Chelsea to win to nil away at Watford, Liverpool to beat Everton away, Man City to beat Stevie G's Aston Villa. Leicester to win away at Saints and West Ham to beat Brighton. So just to recap that one, Chelsea to win to nil, Liverpool to win away at Everton, Man City to beat Aston Villa, Leicester to beat Southampton and West Ham to beat Brighton. And that one is just short of 20 to 1. And then we move on to Saturday. So after you've already won some money on Wednesday, save some of that money. Back Saturday's better of the week. We've gone for, in the early, Chelsea to beat West Ham United and under two and a half goals. Followed by Liverpool to win away at Wolves. Man City to win 2-0 away at Watford. Followed by the South Coast derby of Southampton versus Brighton. Both teams to score. So just to recap, Saturday's better of the week. Chelsea to win an under 2.5 in the early at the Olympic Stadium versus West Ham. Liverpool to win away at Wolves. Man City to nil at Vicarage Road. And both teams to score Southampton versus Brighton. And that one is just bang on 22 to 1. And lads, what can the listeners do with the information I've just presented to them? They can shove it up the rackers. Hello, guys, and welcome to the worst part of the segment talking about Scousers. <laughs> just a joke. Um, Everton Cup. <laughs> He's not joking, is he? No, I'm not. Neither am I. Everton are in trouble at the minute. They've had a lot of key injuries to Carver-Lewin. Chiarte had a great start to the season under Benitez, and there's a bit of controversy around that uh, appointment. But just the one win in the last nine, the five points from the last 27, and who next to come to the Goodison but Klopp's Liverpool. I mean, they don't really win many Merseyside derbies, and... This has come at a bad time for him, as it seems to always does. Is it time to um, have a fresh start for Everton? Maybe a big win. Maybe this could be the chance to get a big win to turn the season around, or could he swing the other way? I think it, it'll definitely go the other way because Liverpool are going to blow these out of the water, just like every time they play Everton. It's it's not even competitive this derby. I, I couldn't tell you the last time it was. I'll 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 let my uh, lovely assistant check that while I speak, but 
Everton <clears throat> needs to to quote the Hulkster, say the prayers and eat the vitamins because <laughs> they are not going to win this game. Not a chance. If you're a toffee, I recommend you don't even watch it because it'll be it'll be to nil. One hundred percent Liverpool will win to nil. And Everton, I've already stated it. It's not a competitive derby. As as the lads joke around in our group, the derby of love. Actually, yeah, actually is, but. Yeah, Liverpool to nil all day this. Everton, yeah. I can guarantee, will not have five shots on target in this game. Sorry, wow. three. Oh. Three. Do you want to go to two or one? I don't think they'll, they'll have, have two. <gasps> they'll have two. They will have two bang on. Bang on two. Okay. Get that in your bets. Oh, fair enough. Show it up, Yakers. No, well, I'm going to go a little bit positive for the uh, Toffees um, and say that this is a chance after five points from the last 27 available and one win. In your last nine games, this is a chance at the Fortress, at Goodison, the other side of Stanley Park. A chance to kickstart your season uh, and to beat your fiercest rivals. So, I mean, if there's ever time to kickstart your season, it's at home against Liverpool. So, uh, I'll be I'll be hoping that you do it. Me too. Um, but I just don't think you will because you're shit. No, and you will. You will. You will. Manifested. Rafa Benitez against his old team. Where he's loved a lot more than he's loved at Everton, so it's all a little bit backwards. He'll definitely lie down for Liverpool because of Istanbul. Well, if he lies down in front of the net, they'll never score the fat bastard. <laughs> Allegedly. So. Allegedly. Although Everton fans, I did pump you up with positivity and manifest that good result for you. But what I am going to say is, picture this: you four 0 down, eighty odd minutes, and the Liverpool fans in the away end are singing out Rafa Benitez's name. Is there anything worse than that? I don't think there is. Well, that, that will probably happen. To be fair. Well, if, the, if <laughs> just imagine it, Everton fans. You think it, things are shit after being beaten by Brentford? Yeah, Thomas Frank's beautiful data-backed Brentford. Well, imagine being four nil, three four nil down at home. Ten minutes left. You you might have had a man sent off. Your players are half fast anyway, and the Liverpool fans are jumping around, telling you you've not won a trophy for twenty odd years, and singing your manager's name. A Minamino who's the club legend after he's bagged after coming on a minute earlier there you go but no enjoy that anyway Everton fans you've got that to look forward <laughs> to uh, on to the next segment honestly it's, it's a shame that Bake Off is finished if I was an Everton fan there because that's a great time to watch Bake Off instead you past eight though yeah but he's finished uh, well done Giuseppe for the Bake Off win Wednesday night that shout one shout out to Giuseppe to be fair Jim did you watch it <clears throat> no that's a great show. To be fair, Jim, if they don't want to watch it, the Evertonians, a little free plug for Disney Plus here, but you could watch, now streaming, Hawkeye or Dope Sick. Wow. They both come out on Wednesdays. Would recommend both. There you Sick. go. Dope Sick. Michael Keaton, Rosario Dawson, and uh, the lad with the, the hair who does the Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls uh, rapping, we are the oh, others. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the Evers. English one. Polter. Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Will, yeah, Just yeah, been yeah. cast as Adam Warlock in the MCU as well. Wow. So, wow. dope sick, get on it. Yeah, Not a sponsor. No, you could also watch One Man, One Jar, and I yep. reckon it'd be more Pain enjoyable. Pain is good as well. Oh, in fact, do it yourself. That would be more enjoyable. Yeah, I'd rather sit on the glass and the glass break while in my ass than watch Everton play football. <laughs> anyway, enjoy yourselves, Goodison fans. It's going to be a cold one at home to Liverpool. I hope they're not singing Rafa's name. I hope you're singing Rafa's name as you go 6-0 up and all the Liverpool players break the legs. Go on, Pickford, do it again to Virgil. See ya! I hope Jim's got 9-9-9 ready. Hello, and obviously just a little disclaimer. Everything we say about Liverpool is in jest, partly. Um, so, we'll go straight into 11 And you know how to play it. 
There's 11 players. I'm going to do a team. It's in relation to something we've spoken about on this week's pod. I'm Stan. Jim and Cook will be playing this week. But it's quite a difficult one, so I'm not going to put you up against each other. I want you to work together. Yes. Which I know you'll prefer. It's a European one. So we're moving away from the, from, the, from the Barclays Premier League. Now, as we've already spoken about... <laughs> Deutsche Fußballmeister Ralf Rangnick has taken over at Manchester United and his last game that he managed oh, was God. in 2019 in the Deutsche Pokal final against Bayern where Leipzig lost 3-0, unfortunately. We all remember that one. However... Remember when we covered, that's the way the Bundesliga... <laughs> exactly, was going to say yeah. that. <laughs> I want... Let's do it again. All right. No, Red Bull or Rasbullen or whatever they're called because he can't be named after a company. Leipzig's... 11 from that day, please. 2019. You can work together. 4 2 2 2 is the formation. Go on. Go into your mind, Palace. Connect. But was you hoping you would say the Bayern team? Yes. I was yes. As a... Slightly easier. Although we do, you do know all these players. All right. Really? All right. Yes. All right. Yes. Starting goal. Um, is it Gelassi? Gelassi. Gelassi. Yeah. Peter Gelassi. There you go. The Hungarian. Good start. Good start. I, I there you that. go. Good start. What year is this? 2019. Timo time. Timo up front, yes. Werner. That big lad. Yusuf Paulson. Yusuf Paulson. Fuck, we're in. Look at us. Look at us. Forsberg. Yeah. Emil Forsberg. Emil Forsberg. Oh. Um, in with Ponytail. Sapitza. Marcel Sabitzer. Tyler, yes. Ra- Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams, yes. We're flying through. Um, How many have we got here? You would well there. That's centre one, one, two, three, four, five, six. You've Klosterman. got. Klosterman. I don't know. Klosterman. Klosterman was at right back. <laughs> what formation was this? Four, two, two, two. So you've got... Molson and Timo up front. You've got two centre-backs, left-back, and one of the midfielders left. Right, we can do this. So they're flying through this, guys. Or maybe I should have made them play against each other. No way. No. Who did you say? Meccano. Oh, racist. No, up a Meccano. Canate. Ibrahima Canate started. The That's the one I was thinking of. The what, Jim? Up a Meccano was Sorry. there, and he did get subbed on. Well, so... All right. But he, did, he didn't start the game. I'm racist, then. Um. Angelino? No. Oh. Uh, might have gone there. Midfielder, centre-back, left-back, please. Midfielder, centre-back, left-back? Yes. You've flown through this. Like I say, maybe I should have made you play against Center each other. midfielder This is the year before Leipzig got to the semi-final yeah, in the Champions League. I'm on a thing. Like I say. Now Guzman took over the following summer. Who did and it went to uh, either upstairs or to locomotive. I can't remember. Who so you're missing a centre midfielder, one of the deeper two, yeah, next yeah. to Tyler Adams. So it's a destroyer. Canate's teammate, <laughs> teammate, <laughs> Canate's partner in the centre of defence and the left back. And I believe all three of them are still there to this day. Still there. Still there. That right. Help. Okay. That doesn't help, Jim. You 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 do have them in your group this season, so. Uh, oh, we do, don't we? Oh, yes. See, you should be carrying me. Here. So try and think of some uh, some players. <laughs> They scored that. Someone last Did one of them score an own goal against you? No, right? someone last scored an actually Lynch Shustras, but he was 5 3 down. Oh, Kevin and Kunku? <gasps> no. Oh, scrubber. He is. Yeah, he's good as well. He's not. He is? No, he probably is quite good. Plays up front. Uh, midfield? I don't know. I was just watching the Pets Blues, really. Right, so we've got Forsberg and the other Mon at Cam. I'll tell you who you've got. Okay, so I'll, got, against I'll go over this yeah. for the people they're at they're home. So, 4 2 2 2. You've got Galaxy in there. You've got Klosterman at right back. And you've got Canate. Lost the fuck at right back. You've yeah. got Tyler Adams as part of the two in front of the defence. And then you've got Sabitzer, Forsberg, Werner and Paulson. So you're missing Adams' partner, Kanate's partner and the uh, left back. 
Okay. 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 So the countries are, which may not help. It may. Uh, it may. Your centre mid is German. Didn't help. Your left back is German. Didn't help. And your centre back is Hungarian. Ooh, didn't help. I think I'm out, mate. And his first name is the name of a ballkeeper who's played for both of your clubs. Willie. Willie what, though? Wonka. Willie play. <laughs> no. Do you give up? Willie. No. I never give up. No. Until I give up in a minute. I think I give up. I feel like I know who the midfielder is. Um, I can't think of German. He's so... Bender. Willie? Or Bender? No. Bender. No. I think I'm going to have to tap out. Yeah, go You're on. both tapping out. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to tap. So, the centre-back is Willy Orban. Orban, <sighs> Hungarian. I never got that. Left-back was Halstenberg. Never would have got, got that. And the midfielder was Kevin Campbell. Yeah, I should have got, got that. You should have got German. that. Oh. He's Slovenian. I never said him. I said the... Se- oh, no, yeah, is he? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You fuck. Well, he was born in Germany. He's a German-Slovenian professional footballer. Nah. Can I have a point Sorry. for that? You um, can have that, yeah, because right. you, you obviously would have got him. I'd have said Slovenia. If you did say Slovenia, maybe. You might have said, I would have said him or Duda. Or the other guy you played for um, in the Prem, West Brom, midfielder. Duka or something like no. that. Oh, what was his name? Robert. Last year? No. No, 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 no. Robert Foran. No, Corrin. 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 It was. He used to do a back He was Slovenian. Corrin. Yeah. Robert Corrin for West Brom. Anyway, so there you go. That's how you like Zig. That's Ralph Havranik. The professor, last game for Leipzig. Command of the Third Reich. That's a eleven a ball. Okay, so it's that time of the week. We spoke about the upper echelon of the Prem. We spoke about the title race last week. We dabbled with the relegation race. But, lads, I think this might need to be a new segment. How many weeks since Newcastle last won a game? <laughs> we might have to start it because we're currently on game week 13. Yeah. So we'll they won the last game of last season, so it's what? Away at Fulham. 13, 14 weeks since they've, won, since they've uh, depending on whether you're classing this as the week or last week. Yeah. So 13, 14 game weeks since they last won a Premier League game. The winless this season, they've drawn six and lost the remaining seven. Uh yeah, difficult. Eddie Howe's come in. Steve Bruce has, has, has been sacked. All a bit over the place. But, I mean, I suppose the biggest question is, Jim, obviously we know they've got all this money with Saudi Arabia. How funny would it be if they did get relegated? Um, Yeah, very funny. Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask for I a scale agree. then. Perfect. Um, funny from, like, Laurel and Hardy, they fall over and get a cream pie in the face to um, when kids get... Uh, boxes ripped off them at Black Friday on by full-grown adults like that Twitter doing Twitter video doing the rounds because that was fucking or funny. If a grown man takes the shirt that a player throws into the crowd off a kid, yeah, because that's, that's fucking, fucking funny. funny. Well. That is so funny. yeah, going from I'd grown, do that. yeah, okay, we'll do the grown men scale. So we'll do grown men calling um, man shitty, man urinal, Liverpool, <laughs> not very funny, Chelsea, yeah. to uh, grown men taking the tops. No, no, he's said that wrong. Grown man taking, <laughs> grown man taking the football shirts that were thrown into the ground from players that were originally meant for kids who were holding signs up off them because that is pretty funny. If they're holding a sign, take it off them, rip it off. Take up. the fucking sign off. Yeah, them. and the shirt and boot. 
Do take, both. The shirt, take the shirt off the kid. Is that what you, you were both saying? Girl men should take kids' shirts off. Anyway, Jim, uh, <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. That's the scale. Yeah. Man, you're on Liverpool uh, having sh- shirts t- I, s- taken off fucking kids and ruining the dreams. <gasps> I, I quite enjoyed the cream pie of kids. I think be, I think Allegedly. I think it'd be quite funny. Um, but no, on a more serious topic, um, they are in trouble because um, I mean I'm going to rule myself outside for Newcastle right now on this podcast. You've just lost me loads of money now. Well, what, no, what, I don't. I don't. Do you want to say why? Yeah, tell me why because, because maybe there's other professional footballers like yourself yeah, thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can help them out because they're just they're in trouble. They they got six points. Less than Derby in that famous season when there was the worst points total ever in Premier League. A big game uh, in midweek against Norwich. And if they don't win that, then I don't think anyone's joining them. Because you join them and then for six months later you could be in a championship. And that doesn't look good on uh, my CV stand at all. You know what I mean? I've got a profile to raise. And there's other clubs there. And do you know what? It doesn't matter about the money. Because other clubs have got money nowadays. Yeah. Newcastle have to make themselves an attractive team for a player, and at the minute they're just not that. And they need do wins desperately. I mean, and it black and white on you. You're more of a. Mm. He's and a block colour, Jim, and he's yeah. not. He's not stripes. No, yeah, he likes a block colour. But Cook, I'll ask you a question. In a hypothetical world where Newcastle win Premier League games, how many points do they need to have to be able to attract some people in January from this position? Do they need to? be out of the relegation zone or do they need to is it just just pick a number what, what, what's a number that if you like Jim as a professional player would like to join a club at in January how many would it be because they're on six now the other two in the relegation zone are on nine and the team furthest out are on 12 so the six points from safety what's a number what's what's a number that you'd like uh, a, a number that I would like would you like them maybe to win a game or would you like them maybe to draw every game from now till January I would, I would. The only number that would take me to get to go to Newcastle is one that involves several zeros at right, the end of okay. it. Okay. Because one, they're probably going to go down. Because well, the, the, if yeah. they, they're probably going to go down. A little stat cut. If you look at the squad here, go on. There's only start? one team that has ever been winless thirteen games into a season, uh, and that has managed to stay up. All the other teams that have been winless at this stage have gone down. Well, there you go. You look at the squad. There's the back six or seven that are in the squad, and at least five of them were with them when they got promoted from the championship. Yeah, that is not going to keep you in the Premier League. No. Kieran Clark, Paul Dummett, uh, Lascelles, Manquillo, and I believe Fernandez were all in the championship with them. Maybe not Fernandez, but definitely the other lot. And you go forward, it's so uninspiring the further you go up. The only players. If you're telling me properly who I would buy, or even making players up, I would take Callum Wilson every day of the week. I think he's sheer quality, but I genuinely think he's the only half decent player they have. You're taking him in a squad. I would, but he needs a lot of coaching. He needs a lot of coaching. Whereas Wilson is a goal scorer. He'll keep you in the Premier League. I think you're only taking two players, which isn't great because... Well, it's Newcastle. I mean, Jim, I'll ask you the question. Does Steve Bruce keep them up? He kept, he kept them up last season. Should they have kept Bruce? Is it all going to be too soon for Eddie Howe to get his game plan implemented? It's it's a very differing styles with, with you know, going from Bruce's uh, back off and, you know, let's try and nick the odd goal to Eddie Howe where he wants you to press 1v1 and sit in, in a flat 4-4-2 when, you, when you're 
uh, pressing and stuff like that. Is it going to be too much for them, or would they right to get rid of Bruce? And even if they go down, they can build for the future. Um, no, I think they're definitely right to get rid of Bruce. Um, I think that was tried and tested by the time they sacked him, and you were just going to fall into relegation quite easily that way. But um, Eddie Howe is not, he's not exactly convinced me as a coach, and he's not exactly proven that he can keep. Well, he's been relegated yeah, before. Yeah, he's been relegated he? before. We've arguably a better side. Um, so he is going to need reinforcements. Um, but you've got to give him a few weeks to get it sorted out because against Arsenal, they look like a team that would didn't quite understand where they was going. And I doubt you would see... I think you're going to see a lot of changes, what I'm going to say. We've seen say Maximan taken out of the out of the strike force on the weekend. And he's been really good going forward recently. So that was a bit of a baffling one. Joe Linton's got the nod and he was he was awful, he wasn't holding anything up. Um so a lot of changes are needed and yeah, just reinforcements. Pretty much January is gonna be the most important month of maybe this club's brief history, um most recent history. Because it's and it's it's hard to do deals in January as well, but they're gonna have to have some some, some good stuff planned. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you just said then, it's well hard to even get deals done. Like obviously, let's but talk about let's personalise it to our experiences. United, City, and Chelsea have obviously had a lot of money for a decent amount of time. We know from personal experience how hard it is to get deals done in January. I think our We've biggest got four ever, weeks, haven't we? So it's, it's yeah. I think our biggest ever deal in January was Torres from Liverpool, yeah. and that was like a out of nowhere. He didn't even do a medical. Yeah. Um. But there's not many January signings from Chelsea where in the past there have been more than like twenty million. I know Denver Bar was yeah. one for like eight. It's because the other club has to replace them, don't it? Yeah, it's, you, you have to replace them, and also if 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 you're a, effect, isn't it? a club that's ran well enough, you, you don't need to sign many players in January because you do all your business in the summer. But True. obviously, Newcastle have come across this money a little bit well later in the season than you wanted. I'm sure they would have liked this to have happened at the end of last season, so they had yeah. that pre-season. summer transfer window and the pre-season to get everything set into place. But it is how it is. I mean, a few of those players could have relegation clauses when they sign, like said Maximan and Wilson. So that there could be some Newcastle fans thinking, well, even if we go down, we'll be straight back up because they're not going to leave because they know that in a few years we'll be straight back up there. Well, that might not be the case. If, if they lose Callum Wilson and Sam Maximan and whatever, he would be a, they're good in the Premier League, so they would get them straight back up in the Championship. If they lose them and they, they struggle to replace them straight away, they might not come straight back up just because you've got the money. There's been other clubs that have had money that have... You know, struggled to, to you know get to where they want to be. So uh, I mean, you saw with QPR how much money they spent, and they ended up getting relegated. I know it's different with Saudi and you know the amount that they have, but we've seen teams spend money and think we'll be in the top four in five years, and now they've been in the championship for however long. So it's not always that simple, but um, yeah, it would be very funny if they went down. Uh, and yeah, they, 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 they need nothing less than a win against Norwich. They need they, they need a win. I mean, the fact that Norwich, everybody's been talking about them. I think there was a point ten games into the season they'd scored three goals. Norwich and they're above Norwich are above Newcastle. That's how bad Newcastle have been. Um, so, yeah, they need it. They need three points against Norwich, and I think have they got another decent Burnley game after week. it? Yeah, yeah, so Burnley as well at the weekend. So it's two games that they that they really need to be yeah. winning. But would, are they ready for a six pointer? I wouldn't. I was going to say I, I wouldn't bat them to win either. I honestly wouldn't. Uh, we, we well, me, you, we watched them at the weekend. Cut you with her for the first half against Arsenal. The what did I say to you at half-time? Offered, offered absolutely nothing. What did I say to you about so. that game at half-time? Why I was, was going? Well, 
Oh yeah, because you, you're not going to put yourself through another 45 minutes of this. But I mean, you've spoken about two six pointers there with Norwich and Burnley. I mean, the four games after that, not good as Leicester away, Liverpool away, City at home, United at home. It's not a good run of fixtures that. So the the, the are going to have to get six points or else. They could be going into the new year without a win, and by that point, if you're going into January and you still haven't won a game, no one will you, go you're there. not staying up, and nobody's going there. No it doesn't matter how much are, money yeah, yeah. you've got, and if you do get players that go there, it's going to be the wrong type of player that are going there for the money and the paycheck later on in the career, and that's just not what you want to start building from from the off. So, really tricky situation for for Newcastle. With it, were they want a plan for the future, but they're going to have to try really hard to avoid those those mercenaries at the beginning yeah and they just looking their next fixture to start the new year is on the 2nd of january away at southampton and 100 percent, if they are still winless by then yeah they could even be looking at changing managers for a second time genuinely the season, yeah 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 which is it wouldn't surprise to say. Me. yeah if they get to january from now uh, and the games come thick and fast there's probably 10 ga- well a good best part of 10 games between now and january which means Eddie Howe would have had pretty much 10 games. If they haven't won one of those 10 games... And they're not in Europe. It wouldn't so. surprise me if we hear murmurs again in January of him being sacked. Bruce Back. Bruce Back, there you go. We'll end, it, we'll end it on that. How's the beating, did you see? No, but it's the shittest time of the podcast now. The time where we have to leave you, but it's also the time where I can tell you where to find us when we're not around. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle at cookiepodcast1. That's at cookiepodcast1. You can find us on YouTube, just search in TTWTCC podcast. That's more of a clip form channel. If you don't have time to listen to all the shit we have to talk, you can go and listen to a seven or eight minute video of us there. And yeah, if you want to find us at our host platform where you can see where we're distributed everywhere that's anchor fm just search in that's the way the cookie crumbles it's been episode 122 and that's the way the cookie crumbles see you